from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Wednesday edition, Wesley Day edition of the Black and Blue Report, coming to you today from our New Orleans Arena studios with producer Dan. I'm Sean Kelly. Glad you're with us and uh, glad to be with you on a game day again for the Pelicans. And we will be heavy, heavy Pelicans today here on the Black and Blue Report. Saints, awfully quiet today. The players got the day off, and so it'll be tomorrow when we really jump into our previewing of the Saints and Carolina matchup for this weekend. So with that, we'll do a little bit of football today, but a lot more basketball, and certainly there is some newsworthy stuff as Anthony Davis's uh, injury uh, was, uh, I wouldn't say diagnosed, but uh, prognosed yesterday out four to six weeks. We'll hear from him in just a moment as he spoke with the media a short time ago before our taping in studio today. Don't forget, you can follow on Twitter at Black Blue Report or um, at Sean Kelly Live. Also at D Salerson will work as well as far as getting uh, news and notes about this program and stuff regarding the uh, Pelicans and the Saints, especially in game and when I'm on the road with the ball club. David Wesley, of course, on Wesley Day today. Chuck Cooperstein, the voice of the Dallas Mavericks, um, will be stopping by. We'll ask him a little bit about his, his NFL adventures here of late as he is a play-by-play man for Westwood One's national coverage. And then Eric Gordon with a thought or two on tonight's game and uh, the recovery from the triple overtime win in Chicago on Monday night. I know that, uh, of course, all the uh, Red Sox and Yankees fans are embroiled in the Jacoby Ellsbury uh, a uh, certain situation there, and uh, Jim Morris staying at UCLA, also big sports news this morning. And then uh, how about those Detroit Pistons, whom we'll see on this current homestand. Uh, they ended the Miami Heat win streak last night, and Detroit's playing very well. We will see them next week. Uh, this is the first of four straight at home here for the Pelicans as they welcome in division rival Dallas tonight. Before we get to the preview of that ball game, we'll check in with Anthony Davis. Again, speaking to the media this morning about missing the next four to six weeks with a broken bone in his left hand. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around, we got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers, the official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. 
Well, as you know from listening to the Black and Blue Report on Monday with uh, Daniel Salerson, Anthony Davis broke his left hand, smacking it against the rim up in New York City in the first quarter against the Knicks. Uh, after now returning home and visiting with the Pelicans team physicians, we know that Anthony will be out somewhere between four and six weeks with a non-displaced fracture in the fifth metacarpal of his left hand. How did I do there, Producer Dan? Is that pretty good? All right, got my medical terminology in. Uh, nonetheless, after all the news and evaluations have been done now, uh, Davis spoke just a short time ago with the media about what lies ahead. Can you walk us through when you injured your hand? Did you know? Did you hurt it when it happened? No, I caught going for alley-oop against New York. You know, hit my hand on the rim. Man, started hurting real bad. You know, so I uh, kind of figured something was wrong. Um, and, you know, it came out to be a fracture, so. Uh, not right now. I mean, when you press on and everything like that, you know, it hurts. But, you know, just moving and everything is pretty fun. So you think that four to six weeks is is accurate? Uh, I don't know. I mean, only time will tell. You know, uh, trying to get healthy. You know, of course, I miss being out on the floor. You know, um, but, you know, it is something that's, you know, that's important. You know, we got to take care of it. So, um, I'm not sure. Definitely no surgery. No, nah. no. Nah. Yeah, I heard that last night. Um, he called me actually, you know, told me, but you know, that's crazy. You know, a lot of guys are breaking their hands now, you know, so I um, feel bad for him. You know, he, he lost the game, love being on the floor, so uh, it's a tough loss. Um, but I know he's going to fight through it, you know, and try to get back on the floor as soon as possible. Did, did he just totally sit out of here and rehab, Yeah, I mean, um, still going to, you know, condition, you know, um, you know, make sure I stay in shape. But, I mean, there's really nothing you can really do. Is it good that it's your offhand, or does it make a difference? Huh? So is it good that it's your offhand? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely don't want it in my shooting hand, you know, mess up the shot. But um, probably just one-hand shooting. I mean, I don't know. You know, I got to see what the trainers, you know, uh, have for me, you know, and um, play by ear. Is swelling at all? No. No, it's, a, it's like a brace little thing, whatever they gave me. So. kind of holds it. Yeah. What do you think of the job Ryan Anderson's done? He's done a great job. You know, um, come in and, you know, um, play big minutes, you know, and be able to, you know, play well for us, you know, and that's all our guys, you know. Alpha came in, played big, you know, Tyree, all our guys coming in and stepping up, and that's what we're going to need um, with some of our players down, you know, and um, hopefully keep this thing going. What's your level of frustration right now? Huh? What's your level of frustration? I'm frustrated. I want to be on the floor, you know, but, um, you know, I have a lot of confidence in, in our system and the team and the coaches where we can, you know, still pull out wins um, no matter who's on the floor. You know, um, all our guys are capable of doing anything, you know, any, any given night, you know. So um, frustrated about being on the floor, yes, but at the same time still going to you know, support my team, you know, uh, whether it's something something I feel on the floor, you know, something about a matchup or, you know, uh, you know, opposing player, you know, so um, still going to support him. Do you still travel? Do you travel to all the games? Yeah. What do you feel is the, the secret reason behind the team really a good player? Um, just been fighting, you know, fighting for wins, playing defense, you know, uh, sharing the ball, you know, um, you know, we do them things we're a tough team to be and we've been doing that so far. Anthony, how tough is it to get back to the rhythm? You were playing so well now. Uh, 
I mean, I can't answer that question until I actually start playing again, you know. Um, I mean, but when you're out there on the floor, when you're not on the floor, you know, it's tough, you know. Um, but I'm trying to make sure I'm going to stay, keep my rhythm, you know, um, when I'm able to get back on the floor and uh, make sure I stay in shape. Shooting for four weeks, that's the best case scenario for you to get back to play by January 1st? Yeah, play by year. I mean, listen to the trainers, the doctors, see what they're saying, you know, um, coach. And uh, hopefully I'm on the floor sooner than later. Is it frustrating that you missed some games last year with no barriers and say, oh, man, is it frustrating once again going to be out for a month? Nah, just answer that. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I mean, of course it's frustrating because you want to be on the floor, you know, but at the same time, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, you play the game long enough, you know, you got to get something up. So, I mean, I mean I'm still going to support my team, you know, or whatever, whatever I need to, need to do to help them win. All right, so no Anthony Davis now, probably what, into the new calendar year at this point. Stay tuned. We'll keep you updated on his, uh, his progress through the rehabilitation and healing process. In the meantime, the Pelicans begin anew here, starting with the Mavericks tonight, and we'll talk about that with David Wesley next. Make the holiday season extra special for your favorite sports fan by giving the gift of Pelicans basketball. The Pelicans holiday plan presented by Austin Steakhouse is the perfect stocking stuffer. With packages starting as low as $45, you can choose any five games, including the Heat, Thunder, and Clippers. Plus, with every holiday plan purchase, you'll receive a free $25 Austin Steakhouse gift card. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your holiday plan today. Are you ready for healthcare reform? At Blue Cross, we're ready to help. Learn all you can about healthcare reform at bcbsla.com slash reform. Here you'll find information on tax credits, health insurance options, answers to frequently asked questions, and a handy checklist to help you prepare. Visit us today at bcbsla.com slash reform and get ready. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and is incorporated as Louisiana Health Service and Indemnity Company. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Back here on Black and Blue Report, of course, it is Wesley Day. David Wesley stopped by. Happy Wesley Day to you, by the way. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Yes, it's good to be home, by the way, and I'm anxious to start a four-game homestand for the Pelicans tonight. First, let's go back, though. The weekend was pretty good, uh, and, and I know it was three Eastern Conference teams. I get the whole maybe you should have taken care of all three, but the bottom line is you did, and you haven't done that. And so I thought it was a nice step. It's definitely a nice step. And, and I heard Dirk Nowitzki say last night that because the West is so so strong, you have to get the wins you get. Uh, you make sure you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat in the Eastern Conference and then take the ones you can get in the Western Conference. Have you played in a triple overtime game? I have. I, I've played in a triple overtime game. I think it was against Toronto. I was uh, guarding Damon Stoudemire. Ooh. For 63 minutes, I want to say he got something like 29 or 30-something shots up. I mean, it was it was pretty brutal. All right, so the, the obvious thing is that you'd be exhausted on that night. Yes. The question, though, that I have and, the, and how it pertains to the Pelicans for this evening's game, you know, how, how long did it take you to recover from playing 60-some-odd minutes and a triple overtime game? Can you remember? Well, the thing about it uh, that I – that I would mention is I was young like this team. So when I was when I was much younger, playing back-to-backs and playing a lot of minutes didn't bother me. It's when you get later in your career that you realize 
whoa, I've done a whole lot. So uh, I expect them, if they got the rest, stayed off their feet, maybe got a massage, got in the cold tub, they should be ready to rock and roll. All right, so they win their first game without Anthony Davis, a thriller. We get over the uh, the hump there. Uh, what now is the blueprint for the Pelicans without AD? The, I mean, you know, the newness has worn off now. You won that game. Now life and reality is set in. No more number 23 for a while here. Well, I think defensively they got to continue to work and get better and, and find ways to get stops. But more importantly, what we've noticed over the last few games is the way they're scoring the basketball. They definitely have to continue to keep getting contributions from a lot of people collectively. Uh, Eric Gordon and Drew Holiday have to keep doing what they do. Obviously, Ryan Anderson. And then the rest of the guys need to come in and, and be – somehow get in that mix to get the score up to 100 and above. Ryan Anderson is the first Pelican slash Hornet to score 30-plus in back-to-back games since David West. I remember that guy. Yeah, in 2010. So, um, And he's also shooting a ridiculous, like, 56% from three over his last, I don't have it in front of me, 31 attempts or whatever it is. Um, can he keep these numbers up? Statistics say no. Because it's a long season, and every shooter that I've known has gone through some type of a slump, which would would certainly take him down some. But uh, you can expect him to shoot mid forties, mid mid to high forties, which is which is doable for him. His stroke looks extremely uh, fast and good, and of course he doesn't hesitate. And for some reason, people leave him open every night at least four or five times a game. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, right? it is. Uh, <laughs> and you look at him and you go, no way. But he's doing things even when he's not shooting the ball, too. And I've noticed I didn't really, I guess, pay attention a whole lot until we didn't do the broadcast the other night, and I sat and was able to watch the game differently. So I wanted to watch guys off the ball a little bit. And a couple of guys kind of stood out to me. Ryan was one of them. He does a, a tremendous job of the, – the offense is set up for – you do this, but you can also do this. So it's a lot of read and react to what the defense may give you. And Ryan does that as well as anybody on this team and, and probably as well as anybody in the league because there's a reason why he's open. The way he sets a screen one time, doesn't set the screen the next time, moves without the ball, thinking a player or two ahead, that's how he gets open. And, and then he has plenty of time to get that shot off. David Wesley, the analyst from Fox Sports New Orleans here on Wesley Day. Uh, it is a tradition unlike any other, as yes. Jim Nance would say, yes. Um, <laughs> David, by the way, is an avid golfer. I, we'll, we'll have a golf show at some point. Yeah, you know, I – you co-host. Yeah, I get my boy think? on here. Oh, get, yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. Dallas tonight. This starts a four-game homestand that won't be easy. Oklahoma City's involved here. A better Detroit team who beat Miami last night involved in this homestand. And then, of course, Memphis. So two division games in the homestand starting with Dallas tonight. I'm a little surprised the Mavericks are 11 and 8 coming into this ball game. I'm sure that Monte Ellis has something to do with it. He's been great, but what is it about Dallas that I should know further than that tonight? Well, uh, they're I want to say they're three and three on the second half of a back-to-back. Uh, they're not playing extremely well on the road. Um, Monte Ellis is doing everything you've seen him do. He's getting to the basket. He's shooting shots. Uh, Dirt Nowitzki last night went one for ten, and then in the first half, and then nine for eleven in the second half, and it was incredible the the, the flip the switch that he flipped because he missed his first shot coming out of uh, 
at a halftime maybe, and then five or six in a row. I mean, it was crazy. Um, they're getting great production out of uh, uh, Dewan Blair, who is just playing bully ball down on the block, rebounding the basketball extremely, extremely well. Um, and then they have veterans out there that, that can get it done, um, like Marion and um, Vin Sanity, that guy, Vince Carter. He's <laughs> he's struggling a little bit this year, but he, he looked a lot better last, last night than – than he has in the past. So a good, solid team, but a team that can that can definitely be beat. I'm anxious to watch the whole Ryan Anderson, Dirk Nowitzki matchup tonight. Gordon Ellis will be fun to watch. Calderon Holiday, although I think the Calderon can't stay with Holiday's speed. That's just my personal opinion. No, you're right. Okay, all right. So if we take all those things, and then you mentioned, I think the Blair thing was really important for you to bring up. What's the X factor in this game? Is there somebody you didn't mention that, that – thrives in a situation like this or out of the things we mentioned what's the one that really may stand out well I think you you bringing up Calderon would would probably be that guy because as long as he's healthy which he wasn't healthy the game before he came out and struggled early last night if he can get it going tonight uh he could be that next score that x factor for the for the Mavs to to try and come in here and get a victory all right let me ask you one more thing and I, I know we have to tread somewhat lightly here and be respectful, but there's something that I want to kind of start a conversation rolling on. With a young team, the crowd, you know, we see it at the Superdome with the Saints. It was all the talk and all the rage on Monday Night Football with Seattle's home field advantage. But Portland has a great home floor advantage. There are others around the league. With a young team, in your opinion, how much would a a better home atmosphere here in New Orleans be for that group? Well, for all the the um, the arenas that are known for that home court advantage, you can you can see why. That noise, that that constant buzz in the the building when nothing's going on. You know, I, I thought it's it's interesting uh, if you've ever been to I went to Japan a couple of times mm-hmm. and if you go to a baseball game out there Win or lose, nothing's happening. They got stuff going on. There's chanting and cheering, and it's just a party the whole time. It would be nice to see the performance and the way the players react to something like that being here in the arena where it's just constantly just there's motivation and electricity in the building because you do get energy from it. You don't think of it as – but it's – it's kind of a pep in your step, and you feel good, and you're, you know, and and maybe you do things a little bit quicker, a little bit better, but um, it certainly would be nice to hear even this building sound like the one next door. All right, okay. I didn't mean to drag you into this, but I almost kind of want to start this conversation. Really, why not? Why not New Orleans in the conversation of really hard places to play? And we and and the fans here have proven that at different times, and especially across the street. So. Why not make that a conversation where teams hate coming here because of the building? So I'm, I'm dragging you in, but I won't pull you in all the way. I, yeah, I, I, you know, and I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's um, a great city. The fans love their their sports. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, maybe they're just different crowds, you okay. know, different kind of people. I don't know. Just a little kick in the pants, that's yeah, all. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> all right. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yep. Thanks for having me Wear again. something nice tonight, will you? I'll see what I can find. All right. David Wesley on the television tonight with Joel Myers. They'll have the call uh, starting with pregame at 630, tip-off just after 7 on Fox Sports New Orleans television for the uh, Pelicans. Stay tuned. We'll return 
with a little bit more here on Black and Blue Report in just a moment. Okay, you've just been told you have a serious heart issue, congestive heart failure, a valve problem, a complex rhythm disorder. Now what? At Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is... I just saw your test results, and they look great. No problems. Leading Edge Care. Just one more reason to choose an Auctioner-affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Back here on Black and Blue Report, a uh, frequent guest, it seems, these days. Chuck Cooperstein joins us. And, uh, Coop, usually I have you on talking NFL football because of your responsibilities with Westwood One and and your uh, proximity to that cowboy outfit over there. But here you are in town in New Orleans today as the Pelicans welcome in your Dallas Mavericks. And so... Why don't we uh, flip the script here and go a little NBA and preview tonight's ball game? How are you, my friend? All good. Uh, yeah, this is the day job. Yeah, the other thing is uh, is just kind of fun on the side. No, but I like having a versatile guest like you, and I may throw an NFL question at you before I get you off the phone today. But uh, here come the Mavs, uh, and I don't mean any disrespect by this, Coop. Uh, surprising eleven and eight on the season, off to a pretty good start, at least to my eyes. You know, Sean, I, I don't know really how surprising it is. I mean, just from the standpoint of as long as the big German is standing upright, uh, this, this, is a, this is a good team that's going to win a lot of games, simply because of the way it, he scores and the effect that he has on everybody else and how the game is played. And he's just been terrific. And he was you know, phenomenal last night in the fourth quarter when they needed him after just a brutal first half. If you're looking for a surprise, it's really just you know how well that Dirk and Monte Ellis have, have teamed up in their two-man game, and they scored the last 15 points of the game last night for the Mavericks. And you know they've been hoping you know that uh, when Jason Terry left, OJ Mayo came in last year, they hoped that he would be able to team with Dirk, but that kind of got all messed up because Dirk was hurt early, and then you know OJ just never could really get on the same page with Dirk. But Monte and Ellis, uh, Monte and Dirk have made beautiful music together here early in the season. And, uh, you know, it's made them a really fun team to watch, you know, certainly from an offensive standpoint. You know, defensively, it's, it's a little grisly from time to time. But, uh, you know, last night, especially in the fourth quarter, uh, you know, it was particularly good. And it'll have to be good tonight because, obviously, New Orleans is capable of scoring a lot of points. You know, you mentioned Monte Ellis. Gosh, uh, it's been a long, long time since Dirk Nowitzki wasn't the leading scorer on that basketball team. Uh, and I think that says a lot about where Dirk is and how well you're you're referring to them working together. Oh well, it's been a decade <laughs> since Dirk wasn't the leading scorer right. on the team. Michael Finley was the leading scorer on the team back in the uh, early part of the of the last decade. Uh, but yeah, they 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 team really well, and you know, there's always been that sense about Monte that he was uh, you know a volume shooter, a ball hog, and whatnot. Didn't want to play nice with others. Uh, well, I mean, you have to remember who he was playing with. 
uh, as opposed to who he's playing with now. He's never played with a player like Dirk, and it's just opened up all kinds of uh, avenues for him as far as being able to penetrate because there's more space, being able to pass because when people converge on him, there's somebody to pass the ball to. And it just uh, it positively affects your mindset uh, when you know that you've got options. And whether it's Dirk or Calderon spotting up and he, you know, he's shooting the ball great, we'll see if he plays tonight. And he's, he's got a pretty bad bone bruise in his ankle that he fought through last night after not playing against Minnesota on Saturday. Uh, but they could definitely use him tonight, just not only from spacing purposes, but also you know, if the game is tight in the fourth quarter, he really does have the ability to get them in their offense to get people in the right spot and then make sure the ball goes to the right place. It's amazing with Calderon and a healthy one of that, um, how he's really changed the conversation about the Dallas Mavericks point guard situation. I thought, uh, especially back toward the draft in June, Coop, that you know that was a major, major issue that had to be addressed. And, and here they seem to have taken care of it with a very quality guy. Well, and now people think that uh, they overpaid for Calderon. So they gave him a four-year deal. He'll be 36 at the end of the contract. But they're not worried about the end of the contract. They're worried about it now and worried about keeping Dirk happy You know, for as long as Dirk is going to play here. And Dirk was not happy last year when he had people who had no idea how to get him the ball. Uh, so Calderon was absolutely essential to their signing. And then, of course, they drafted Shane Larkin out of Miami, you know, hoping that he would be able to provide speed and quickness in the backcourt. And then he goes and breaks his ankle right before the start of summer league, and only now is is just starting to get back and starting to play. And he's had the, the typical rookie ups ups and downs. And then uh, you know we're waiting on Devin Harris uh, to provide more speed and quickness because let's face it, you know from the point guard position you, you kind of need that these days, especially you know in the Western Conference with all the spectacular point guards that there are. All right, so give me your X factor for tonight's game. In in regards to the head-to-head matchup between the Pelicans and the Mavs, well, I think that you know, number one, the Mavericks are not a particularly good rebounding team, uh, and New Orleans is, especially on the offensive boards. Uh, granted, Anthony Davis isn't here, and that changed the paradigm somewhat. Uh, Drew Holiday is a guy that's given the Mavericks problems in the past. Um, you know, if Calderon doesn't play tonight, and Gal Mekel has to start, uh, to go back to the first preseason game. Uh, where uh, you know Drew was like Pac-Man against Gal. Gal had no clue what to do. He's improved a lot since then, a lot, but uh, if they have to rely on him, you know, for 28 to 30 minutes, that's not a good thing. He he doesn't space the floor the way Calderon does. You know, doesn't shoot the ball really at all. Though uh, so he can drive the ball, get into the lane a little bit. He's certainly a willing passer and a good passer. Uh, but I I really think Calderon's presence has has a lot to do with this tonight. And also, you know, which team. Uh, you know, is able to, uh, you know, force some turnovers. You know, both teams actually do a good job of forcing turnovers. Uh, both teams do a pretty good job of taking care of it. The Mavericks were not good in that area early. They've been much better late. They uh, they turned it over only nine times last night. Against Charlotte had a six-turnover game against Golden State the last week. So uh, they're much, much better in that area now. But, you know, which team can, can force some turnovers and get some runouts and easy baskets? It's going to be a, a high-scoring game. And, uh, you know, I do think you know, many games that the Mavericks have played here of late, it's certainly going to be a fourth-quarter game. I'm not calling triple overtime, Sean, but I think we're going to the wire. No, I think I'd rather just stay with regulation, although that was fun to watch the other night. <laughs> Chuck Cooperstein, voice of the Dallas Mavericks, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Hey, Coop, before I let you go, put your NFL hat on just for a second. Have you seen Carolina in person? 
Did you have no, them early on? I've not, not seen. I've not seen them in person. I've watched them on TV. Uh, the game that really got it for me was their win at San Francisco. Okay. Uh, just just how physical they are. You, what, you, what you love about San Francisco and Seattle is just how physical they are, and, and the fact that they they don't necessarily need great quarterback play in order to win the game because there's so many other ways for them to play, and. and they're getting great quarterback play right now from Cam Newton. I mean, he's playing just superior football. But their defense, it's like Seattle's. I mean, they're big, they're fast. McKeekley is a tackling machine in the middle. He's just sensational. Johnson's a great pass rusher. Um, you know, I I think the Saints, the Saints are going to have their hands full. Now, you know, granted they're home, and that uh, you know that's a huge advantage clearly for for the Saints. But uh, I will. I would not be sleeping on the Panthers if I were New Orleans at all, because I think New Orleans. I, I do think that the Panthers are for real. Having one eight in a row, though, I mean, you know things can change, and they can change pretty quick. You don't know if they can go on forever. Uh, but uh, this ought to be just a, a great game, and New Orleans better be ready to play physically because the, the Panthers are are definitely not afraid to go beat you up. There aren't many guests on this Black and Blue Report that offer the dual threat that Chuck Cooperstein does. Well done, sir. Can't uh, wait to see you tonight. Yes, I, I like I like being able to go to my left. Yes, it's not it's it's it's, it's good. It's very good. Um, eat something well today, will you? And uh, we'll see you tonight at the arena. Absolutely, Sean. Thanks. All right, Chuck Cooperstein, voice of the Dallas Mavericks and the NFL on Westwood One. Back with more on this the podcast for the Saints and the Pelicans after this quick timeout. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. This is Pelicans guard Eric Gordon, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Again, the New Orleans Saints uh, have the day off today, at least the players do. They're back at it tomorrow, full preparations for the Panthers, and we'll have lots of coverage for you, not only on the Black and Blue Report, as Jim Henderson is scheduled to stop by, along with the voice of the Panthers, Mick Mixon, but uh, we'll have a lot more bonus coverage on NewOrleansSaints.com as well. Sean Kelly with you from our New Orleans Arena studios this Wednesday. We're gearing up for Mavericks and Pelicans tonight. And before we get out of here today, I did want to share with you uh, the quick visit I had uh, with Eric Gordon. Uh, every morning at shoot-around, uh, Daniel and I go around and gather some sound for the game's broadcast. So why not share some of that with you now here on the Black and Blue Report? So this is what I, uh, I did with Eric Gordon courtside just a few minutes ago. Do you feel like you guys have your legs back underneath you after that marathon the other night? Yeah, well, we hope so. You know, we, you know, it's all about following the game plan. But, uh, you know, that was tough. That was a tough and good win. And uh, like I said, it was better to vibe off these wins. I was just going to ask you that. A lot of times we, we take games and we flush them or we get rid of them. And sometimes you, you want to hang on to a weekend like we just had. Are you all 
kind of hoping that that momentum rides through? Yeah, for sure. It's all about being pumped up for the, for the home game tonight and our fans really getting into it, having a having a you know good three game streak and just it's all about having a good vibe tonight into you know following the game plan doing the things we need to do. So here comes Dallas with a winning record. Why have they been off to a pretty good start? Yeah they're a very tough team. A veteran team they're, they're you know they don't make too many mistakes. They got a lot of their high offensive power team and they, you know they just don't make too many mistakes so it's all about being solid and and really outscore them. I'm anxious to watch your matchup with Monte Ellis tonight. It makes me smile to think about two good two guards going at it. What's your take? Yeah, you know he's you know he's very instant offense. You know the one thing for for me, I have to uh, make sure he takes a lot of outside jump shots because uh, you know all good scores mix it up. And with him, if he takes it to the rim, he's definitely gonna get to that free throw line and uh, you know get people in foul trouble. What gives you an edge over him? Is it that you're maybe a little stronger? Yeah, a little bit stronger, and I just gotta have to make him work on defense. I definitely want to mix him up playing. Well, I'll get it in the post a little bit. If I mix things up on him, it'll be, you know, you have to make him play tough on both ends. Yeah, that Gordon Ellis matchup tonight's one of a couple of intriguing ones. That'd be sure sweet to get a win here to start the homestand and pick up your fourth in a row. That would be the longest winning streak of the season for sure and in quite some time after the three straight wins on the road. Broadcast time at 7 tonight all across the New Orleans Pelicans radio network. And, of course, on our flagship station, 105.3 WWL-FM. That reminds me, tomorrow night at 8 Central, the Monty Williams Show returns after a two-week break due to the holidays and uh, NFL on Thursday. Uh, the Monty Williams Show returns tomorrow night. And if you're unfamiliar, it's basically our 30-minute weekly radio magazine regarding Pelicans basketball, which features the most extensive visit of the week with Pelicans head coach Monty Williams. We'll probably do another mailbag segment tomorrow night. So with that... You may tweet your questions to me or email them. If you're going to email questions for the basketball staff or us on the program, you can do so at radio at pelicans.com, just as it sounds, radio at pelicans.com. Of course, otherwise, Twitter works just uh, as well. Um, and uh, why don't we keep it just to one and just send them to uh, at Sean Kelly Live, and I'll sort through those, and we'll have a nice mailbag segment for tomorrow night's Monty Williams show. Otherwise, see you on the radio tonight for Pelicans and Mavericks, and then back here on the electronic waves of podcast world, <laughs> the Black and Blue Report, available on iTunes, of course, your desktop at NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com, or most notably now, the two mobile apps for the teams. Saints, uh, the Saints app and the Pelicans app, app, both available for your Apple and Android devices, and we're finding that's where most of you are uh, taking in this program. Thanks again for your listenership, and of course, have a great wet rest. I almost said rest of your Wednesday, uh, Wesley Wabbit. Great rest of your Wednesday or Wesley Day. Take care. Sean Kelly saying so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.